0: Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints. I'm Zach.
1: Hi, I'm Randy.
0: And today, we are going to be talking about everybody's favorite foul-mouthed, drunken <laughs> monk that changed the whole world. You didn't know I was going to say anything. I that. did
1: not know you were going to say anything. It
0: of was that, pretty no. good. But yeah. it's, it's not inaccurate. It, no, no, it's, it's true. It's actually true. Um... We're talking about our boy Martin Luther, not to be confused with Mr. King. Martin Luther King, right? Martin Luther King was named after Martin Luther. Um, interesting that they both kind of played a role in like kind of setting a new standard in the world. That's kind of Yeah. Kind of wild, never thought yeah, of it like yeah, that. Yeah. But Martin Luther, one of the reformers, the kind of the first.
1: Kind, uh, well, yeah, kind of the first. Not really, but kind of. Um, the the first to actually bring about a reformation.
0: Yeah. Others tried. Yeah. Didn't go so hot.
1: There are others that uh, John Hus in France and, and mm-hmm. John Wycliffe in England, they predated Martin Luther and uh, they were killed.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't really speak out against the Catholic Church at that point in time.
1: No, well, at least not scary. in Live. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll get into all that. We'll get yeah. into all that stuff. Okay. But, but the reason we want to talk about Luther is because Luther plays a big part, and sorry, actually, it'd be Ludia, because <laughs> it's not really Luther. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that was sort of part of the like giving yourself a Latin name at the time, which a lot of people did, Um, but he played a part in a lot of what we hold near and dear today as Protestants, um, that we're, we're saved by faith alone. Um, sola Scriptura. Right, right, Sola Gracia. Yeah. He brought about a lot of things that we really cherish. I mean, the, the idea of Sola Scriptura, you know, like, we didn't even have Bibles until Martin Luther. Like
1: Pretty much. I mean, they existed, but they existed in Latin.
0: Right, and people didn't even really speak that. Right, time. yeah, Latin so, was a dead
1: language by then.
0: Right. And so it's kind of crazy that uh I'm gonna back you up off this because you're, okay. you're hurting hurt me a little bit. I okay. Love I love you. But um <laughs> <laughs> just
1: kinda. Of um I'll just follow you in. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that.
0: Um But yeah, like the up until that point you kind of needed the priest to understand what Scripture said, the priests within the Catholic Church, because one, you didn't have access to a Bible, and two, you probably didn't read.
1: Even if you did have access to it, you couldn't read it because it was in Latin. Priests were taught how to read Latin. Right, right.
0: And so that's what we're getting into Martin Luther. Um, Neither of us are experts on Luther at all. We have been studying our little butts off in between trying to do regular church duties. this <laughs> week, And so I would say we are like Luther hobbyists at most. Oh, at, at most, even that's a stretch. <laughs> so uh, read some books. I don't even remember what the book I'm reading is called. Um, it's really good, though. Your I stand. That's not it. That's not the one. That's not it. Okay. I could run and get that's it. A and that's a good one though. That's okay. All right, fair enough. But uh yeah, listen to some podcasts, listen to some, you know, YouTube videos and read some books and or parts of some books and um
1: He is a really interesting fellow. I
0: really like him. Yeah. yeah. I really like him. He's kind of like he resonates with me in, in, like as my spirit animal, I think <laughs> a little bit. Um,
1: <laughs> now, this all takes place kind of at the end of the Middle Ages the beginning of the Enlightenment. Um, one of the figures in Luther's life is Erasmus, and he was a figure of the Enlightenment. Uh, we have the development of the Gutenberg Press, uh, which I guess I never thought about it, but that must have been German.
0: Yeah, oh, well, Gu- Gutenberg, Gutenberg's not yeah. an Iz-
1: uh, Irish name, is it? <laughs> um so there's a lot of things happening in the world. Uh Columbus has just discovered America and now we've got the ongoing trips back and forth to kind of figure out colonize, exploit, uh, rob uh, the new world of mm-hmm. its of its natural resources. So all of this is going on. We're just are we just coming off the plague, or
0: no? That's that's still happening. It's
1: still going on.
0: Why don't why don't we kind of start from Luther's beginnings? Okay, and kind of get a little bit of groundwork set on on where he came from and you know his upbringing because I think that helps us to understand him yeah. a little bit as well. Um, so he's born um, on November tenth, fourteen eighty three. To Margaret and Hans Luter. Okay. And Hans is a miner. And they actually move from Margaret's hometown to uh, a mining town. I'm trying to remember which one that was. There's so much, they move so much in the beginning.
1: But he was not a miner like a West Virginia miner that they're stuck down in the mine. He actually owned. Did he own some corporations or something? I don't know or? that it
0: started that way, but by the end, yes. Okay. The, the, I'm wanting to say in the beginnings, I think it was more of a difficult, hands-on job. But gotcha. I th- it, the, the way I understand it, he became more of a businessman in the field. And so things started, like their their income started to grow.
1: Well, he was able to send Luther to university.
0: Yeah, but they were poor when they were young. They were poor. Okay. They were poor when Mar- when Martin was just a baby. Gotcha. Um, because fr- from the way I understand it, um, Margaret, her family had intentions of her for marrying into a more up cl- upper class family, kind of
1: aristocracy.
0: Yeah, and Hans was not from the uh, family. Okay. He was a working man. He was a working man. But they had already talked, and they wanted to kind of start from small beginnings and grow their wealth together and to just go boots on the ground and make it happen and they do they they do a good job of it um but they're both very catholic very roman catholic people um as much as you could be back then you know because really Well often, which
1: was quite a bit right yeah.
0: right but what i'm saying is like most of their understanding comes from what they're told right they they have the understanding that any good catholic would for going to church talking to the priests Trying to understand the best you can. You're not reading your own Bible. You're you're just doing right, church stuff right. and, and kind of gathering the information. And,
1: and the priest is interpreting scripture to you.
0: Right. And so they raise Luther um very strictly. He's raised to be um you know a very good child and they keep him in line and they have no problems beating the kid they have no problems yelling <laughs> at him um but he also really respects his parents and he loves his parents and so there's this weird kind of like he's almost afraid of his dad but he loves his dad you see yeah. a lot of that yeah um and so basically they they start to grow in wealth they end up sending him um to school in the town that they're living in at the time. I wish I could find that really quick, where that first town was. Um Mansfield, in the county of...
1: Mansfield. Is that oh right? Oh, my
0: goodness. Yeah, I believe How about so. about that? Eiselben, if that sounds right. Um da, 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 da. Yes. Okay. So, in the schools of Mansfield. So, they send him there. And he studies Latin, where he is beaten ruthlessly by his school teachers. I mean, this poor what, what kid. What better way to teach, right? Straight up. Like, it's just Matilda. That's the, that's the one thing that keeps coming to my mind while I'm reading all this. Uh, but he gets really good at Latin. So
1: his dad actually looks a little bit like Danny DeVito, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know.
0: But, um, yeah, so he, he spends a lot of time studying Latin. He gets very good at Latin. Uh, because, I mean, they literally beat it into the kid. It's, wow. it's all he does. Wow. And and like in, you know, school for kids these days, you study like a, a, a litany of different subjects. Okay. It seems like it was pretty much Latin yeah. is what they study. It was like the school you went to kind of taught a thing. And that's what you learned there. Just gotcha. how it seemed to be.
1: So he was in the Latin school. He was in Latin school. And he finishes that up and starts to go into law, which would have used Latin because so, laws were written in so Latin. So
0: not quite yet. He, they actually send him to uh, Magdeburg in 1497.
1: Okay. And
0: he uh, attends a school. It's uh, by a lay group. Uh, it's the Brethren of the Common Life. And that's oh, in I Eisenach. That. Yeah. yeah. And so... Um, they they actually focused uh on something called the trivium which is grammar rhetoric and uh logic and okay. so he he learned a lot about like purgatory and hell there because these are like a brotherhood of catholics teaching him essentially and he really learned a lot from those guys and from what i understand uh that some of the other ref- like guys that would go on to be reformers were at that same with that same brotherhood okay. training. Okay. I don't know that it's at the same time that Luther's there, but that they did kind of have a common connection through that group.
1: Now around, no, this would have come later. I was going to ask if if he learned Hebrew and Greek because he did know Hebrew and Greek later on, but that probably came later after he became a monk, didn't it?
0: I would assume so. Okay. Um, in 1501, at age 17, he enters the University of Erfurt, which uh, <laughs> here in the Wikipedia article, I like this. It says it, he later described as a beer house and a whorehouse. Um,
1: house. <laughs> I said... So kind of like today.
0: I, yeah, I, I said our favorite foul-mouthed, drunken <laughs> monk, and, and this is all in connection with that. Um, but but before i move on too much about him ending up studying law which he does he, his dad wants him to study law right um th- there was a point being made in 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 one of the books that he made friends like while he's learning from these these monks and everything or or this brotherhood of right. catholics yeah. um he makes friends with some of the just common people within the church and this one woman i forget her name she invites him into her home And uh, she's just, like, a super nice lady, and he makes, like, friends with her and her friends. And so they'll all just drink and have a good time, and, like, he comes to really appreciate the common people, to really appreciate, like, the secular kind of part of the world at that point.
1: And that kind of comes through his whole life, doesn't it? Right.
0: But at the same time, he sees um, – or – I, it was unclear to me whether Saint Elizabeth was actually alive at the time or if she was just revered by these people, but she uh, I, from what I understand he actually like saw her at least from a distance. And that she was kind of the the saint living in that area. So just this woman who devoted herself to the church. And he said that she was so graceful that there was like something almost ethereal about her, that she was just like otherworldly in the way that she devoted herself to God and to the church. And so throughout his early life, you see this kind of conflict where he's in love with the common people, but there's something about the church To him that is just so other that that is like it's kind of calling to him, you know, and uh, it's also good to note that uh, St. Anne was the um, patron saint of minors. And so his family was huge on St. Anne. It's all that praying to St. Anne for protection and safety and all
1: this. Of course it would be. Right.
0: And so Luther, he goes on and he goes to law school in his mother's hometown from okay. the way I, I believe okay. that's the case. Um, and look, if if I'm getting any of these towns wrong or anything, people, I'm so very sorry. Like I said, amateur Lutherist over here and uh, tra- trying to keep my facts straight. But he goes to uh, the university in his mom's hometown and he's going to study law.
1: says here, May of 1505.
0: May of fifteen oh five, yep.
1: Um, and so he's twenty one years old at that time. Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: and so this is his uh, this is his master's degree, right? He's going for.
1: Um, Latteret says here that he had completed his Master of Arts. That would have been at the Brotherhood of uh, the Common Life. So okay. with them he. Finished a master's degree in the trivium, the rhetoric and
0: uh, gotcha,
1: all of that stuff. So so now he's going on for a doctorate or whatever it was that would make him a lawyer.
0: Yes, and so he's kind of conflicted because he feels like he's being called to the church. He feels like he's supposed to be in the church, um, but he's studying law because his dad would never approve of him giving his life to the church. Um, And so he goes home for a visit, and on his way back to the church in 1505, he gets struck by lightning (laughs) and thrown from his horse. Oh, my goodness. And so laying on the ground thinking he's about to die, he cries out to St. Anne, or is it Anne or Anna? St. Anna.
1: St. Anne. St. Anne.
0: And he asks her for uh, protection, and he promises that he will become a monk, he will become a priest. And so in that moment devotes himself to the church. Um, and that kind of shows that it's been heavy on his mind because that's the first thing he does. He gets struck by lightning. It's like, okay, okay, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I don't want to have this happen again.
0: (laughs) Right. And so, uh, And so he goes, and he uh, gets all his buddies together, and he has one last romp, and they get wasted. And he tells them, (laughs) "I'm I'm just laying it out there, man. I mean, this is what happens. And all his buddies, he tells them, hey, I'm going to be a monk tomorrow. And they're, like, freaking out. They're like, no, you can't go be a monk. And so he goes, and he joins the brotherhood. And then his dad finds out, because he writes to his dad. And he tells him his dad is not okay with it. He's not having it. Um, But right at this time, and this kind of comes back around to what you were asking about the plague, the plague happens. Or it's going on.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And word comes back to Martin's dad, Hans, that Martin has died of the plague. He hasn't died of the plague. He hasn't. But his dad believes he has. Well, two of his brothers, I believe it's two, come down with the plague and die. So he loses two sons. And I think he's only got four wow. siblings. So, like, that's half of his kids he now believes are dead, basically. And over half. And all of a sudden he gets word that Martin is not dead. Because, I mean, it's it's not easy to communi- communicate with people at this time in the world. I mean, you just kind of wouldn't know what's going on if they're hours away, you know? Um and so people start pressing on his dad and being like, hey, look, you need to let him give his life to to God because God spared your son's life. You know, you thought he was dead, but he's not. Um, and so he kind of begrudgingly allows agrees, Martin yeah. to be a priest. Okay, um, And that kind of gets us to Martin being a priest. Um, the reason I think all that's really important is because every everybody knows Martin Luther as the guy that destroys the Catholic church on some level. Like he causes a schism that he splits the church.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Everybody kind of sees him as this like Catholic hater. Martin Luther is not a Catholic.
1: Not at all. No,
0: he is a devout Catholic man. He is a Christian man. He loves the church.
1: He loves God. He's a
0: priest. He was going to give up his entire inheritance. He went against his own father's wishes to go be a priest. He was going to lose everything because he was going to give his life to the church. That's not someone who just wants to destroy things. And I think that's why all that's very important to know. Yeah. That he came from kind of Catholic beginnings. He's been a Catholic his whole life. And now he's giving his life to the church because he loves the church and he wants to be what what he thinks God is calling him to do.
1: So Luther is, he's now a monk and, uh, he is also studying. Right. He's beginning to study theology. Right. And I would assume uh, Greek and Hebrew and, and whatnot. Latteret mentions that uh, during this time, he visited, here, let me just read this. He visited Rome on business for his order and what he saw there of the carelessness and corruption of the clergy distressed him. So he goes to Rome and he comes back and he's upset. He well, he doesn't like what he's seen.
0: And, and now this is after he's noticed that people are selling indulgences, right?
1: Uh it's at about the same time. Okay. That's when the church sends uh this fellow by the name of Wetzel, is that is uh to to sell indulgences.
0: From, from, one of the, uh,
1: Tetzel. Tetzel, Tetzel,
0: one of the, uh, the podcasts I listened to, the guy described him as like a, a like a car salesman, just like <laughs> trying to like tell you like that he's just got, I've got the best indulgences, you know, like just kind of going well, one around. Of the,
1: one of the things I read here in Loretta says, uh, he, he would tell people when your money hits the bottom of the offering box, a soul is released from yeah. purgatory. <laughs> yeah,
0: apparently one of the claims was like, it, it, it doesn't matter if you defiled the Virgin Mary yourself, that these, these indulgences are good. Like It's just like insanity. Um, wow. and, and for anybody listening, an indulgence is basically the idea... We kind of have to talk about what Catholics believe a little bit.
1: At and, least at this and, time. And listen,
0: any Catholic that comes across this, I'm going to try and represent you as well as I possibly can, and you're probably going to disagree with something I say because I'm an idiot, and so I'm sorry, but I really am trying to represent properly here, or at least at the time, right? Right. Um, that At that time, an indulgence was basically the idea that you could pay money to the Catholic church and then they would god would grant you a certain amount of grace for that which would take years off of your time serving in purgatory now purgatory is the place that catholics believe that a believer who has not lived right by god has to go to purgatory and kind of burn off all of the sin over right. the, a course of however many hundreds or thousands of years until you are pure enough to enter the gates of heaven. And indulgences take years off of that. So essentially you could pay your way heaven. Both for heaven.
1: you and, I understand, for a family member. You could, yes. you could buy an indulgence for right. your dear departed father.
0: Right, I'm, and I don't know so much that this was going on in... It had to have been going on in Luther's time, but that but you could go pay people out of purgatory. Like, you could pay for prayers to get people out of purgatory. And I think that actually happened up, like, up until the last 100, 200 years. Like, that went on for a while, from what uh, I understand. Okay. Um, And sorry, once again, if I am wrong here, write us. I will apologize. I promise. But I'm fairly certain. Um, But Luther sees this. Now, understand, Luther is not initially... Mad, because they're selling indulgences, it's the way like well, sorry, he believed in indulgences, but it's the way that the church is abusing hmm. Hmm. the indulgence that makes him mad. Later, he changes his mind altogether and determines that the indulgence is he's not cool with it, right. but at this point in time, all that's triggering him is the way they're using it gotcha,
1: yeah. gotcha yeah. and one of the other things that comes out is the indulgence Salu they were portrayed as uh, this frees you in the future or a family member now from years in purgatory the money was actually going to construct uh many of the the buildings that were going up in rome in vatican city st, st. Peter's, st. Basilica. peter's basilica
0: that's the main one yeah yeah and so he he's mad because the pope at this point in time is an incredibly wealthy man he's most power he and the roman emperor are the two right. most powerful men, men in the alive world. right Um, so he's wealthy. Right. And so Luther's like, well, why aren't you just building it? Why are you preying on all these poor people to, to build it? You know? And so he gets mad about that.
1: So St. Peter's Basilica, is that where the Sistine Chapel is found?
0: I believe so. Yeah. Wow. From what I understand.
1: So Michelangelo would have been roughly around that time?
0: I'm not sure. Yeah. But I'll look that so. up. You keep talking. I don't think so. Um, yeah. And, and so I'm trying to think the best the best, best route to go from here. Um, this would probably be a good time to talk about the fact. They were contemporaries. Okay. Yep. There you go. So at this point in time, Luther is a monk. Luther is a priest. And he has put a heavy emphasis of his life on needing to be good enough for God. right?
1: Um, he, he would whip himself, wouldn't
0: yeah, he? Yeah. Uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, the guy mentioned uh, a movie called Luther. I've never seen it, but I kind of want to see it. And he says the movie opens and Luther is on this like spotless monastery floor cleaning scrubbing like as hard as he possibly can because he's trying to be good enough he's trying to like earn his his righteousness before god and he essentially hates god because (laughs) he doesn't understand why god would ask him to be perfect yet he can't be perfect therefore he's gonna go to purgatory like he's he cannot make it he cannot do it and, uh, and, and so there's a there's a disdain in him for God. He does not like God, um, but he knows God's real. He wants to serve God, but it's like he doesn't understand. And uh, it's through reading the psalmists, through reading the psalms, that he realizes that the, the psalmist is in a relationship with God, that he is covered by God, that he's taken care of. He's in covenant with God, but that his life is screwed up that the psalmists are not perfect people i mean david especially right that that they know they can trust god and they know they're taken care of by god but at the end of the day they're not perfect and luther is striving for perfection and luther up until this point was the kind of guy uh, going back to another this guy from one of the podcasts said he said that he the other priests would like kick him out of the confessional because Luther would spend so much time in confession, he would monitor all of his actions because he wanted to be righteous before God, but he just couldn't do it. And so he would go and he, he would apologize for his sins. He'd say, like, you know, I know I was supposed to say this many Hail Marys yesterday, but I only said this many Hail Marys. I know I failed that, and I'm sorry. And then he'd leave the confessional, but then he'd start thinking and he'd start getting down on himself and say, well, did I even really feel Remorse just now when I asked for forgiveness So he'd go back to the confessional and ask For forgiveness that he didn't feel bad he enough When he asked for forgiveness <laughs> And so they're like dude you need to stop And so they basically like Put a ban on him like like Coming all the time Oh. Wow. Wow. Uh, but like that's my point Is this dude is a I mean he is as Catholic as you could possibly be
1: Now at this time He is he's like A priest in a church so he has Parishioners Mm -hmm. He teaches. uh, He was actually lecturing on Psalms, I think. Yeah, he was a teacher of theology. Lecturing on Galatians. Mm -hmm. So he's reading scripture in the original language. So by now he knows at least Greek. Apparently Hebrew too, since he was lecturing on Psalm. Mm -hmm. So he's, I mean, this guy's a beast. He's...
0: Oh. He's studying,
1: he's pastoring, he's teaching. Uh
0: he's all about it. Yeah. I mean, you were you were talking earlier to me, but while we were prepping things, the amount of works that he published.
1: Yes, by the end of his life. It's unreal. It was incredible.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean this guy's whole life is devoted to trying to follow God to the best of his ability. And so through reading the scriptures, through under, coming to understand the Psalms, he comes to the realization that it is by faith alone that you are saved.
1: He apparently, when he was lecturing on Galatians, he he read in Romans, the just shall live by faith. And just that phrase jumped out of the page, grabbed him, and he couldn't let go of it. The just will live by faith. Right. It's not my works. It's not... How much I scrub the floor or how much I beat myself or how much I go to confessional. It's faith.
0: It's its not because up until that point, and it's even kind of muddy for me today where Catholics stand on this concept. But I, at that point, at least, um, the idea was God covers the slack you don't pick up you do all you can, you do all that you can. And then, you know, if you did 80% of what needed to be done, God comes in and he picks up that extra 20% for you through, through Christ that, that your faith, that's, that's what's covered. But, but you have to cover the rest. And Luther is coming to the, to the realization, like I can't do it. Like I don't want to do it. And, and, that was something I really liked in one of those podcasts I listened listened to was the guy made the point he's like you know today we often say you know God I want to I want to serve you but I I just I don't I mess up and I'm sorry and he's like Luther's being more real than that he's saying I don't want to serve you. I don't want to. Like yeah. I I want to, but I don't want to. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. Yeah. Like there's yeah. something in me that wants you, but there's another part of me that doesn't want that at all.
1: It's the Romans seven, you know, I something in me just rebels against you.
0: Right. And so he's coming to the conclusion, no, Christ did it all. He he is the one that does it, because I can't do it at all. It's that total depravity mindset. It's realizing the fallenness of man. But at that moment in time, he said, it's like I walked through the gates of heaven. When he's it like it's this weight lifted off of him that he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. God did it. It's by faith alone that I must live.
1: So he's having this self-revelation yes. that salvation comes through Christ at the same time that this guy Tetzel is going around <laughs> and yes. saying, Give me money. Yeah. And money will money will get you out. Right. And that just drives Luther up a wall.
0: Well, pair that with what we have mentioned a few times before, the foul mouth and the drunkenness. (laughs) And now you've got this guy, he's on a spiritual mission from God to tell everybody what he's just discovered. And now Sounds like the Blues brothers. (laughs) 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 And, And so he sees this guy asking for something that Luther's like that's not biblical. That's not right. And he stands up. And so what's he do, Randy?
1: He has been teaching at the University of Wittenberg and and or, or it's it's a it that's not its name, but it is in the town of Wittenberg and he pastors a church in in Wittenberg. So he writes in Latin 95 statements, 95 theses, and he nails them on the church door. And that apparently was the way to invite open debate about uh, these things that he's written. 95 of them, and it boils down to uh, salvation by faith and indulgences are not cool. That, That is not that doesn't have any. It's not in not in scripture at all. It has nothing to do with the way right. that uh, you gain favor with God.
0: Right. So when he does this, he's not trying to destroy the Catholic Church. He, no. He, his his goal is not to ruin anything. He's just saying, "Hey, we've." drifted from the truth of things.
1: Let's talk let's, about let's this. Let's talk
0: about it. Let's go to Scripture, and, and we're all going to realize that this is crazy what we're doing right now. Like, he really believes that everybody's going to have his back in this. So he takes it to the church, and that is not the way they respond.
1: Right, right. He does it on Halloween. He
0: do, yeah, well, he, he nails do, <laughs> the theses on, on He nails Halloween. the
1: theses on Halloween, which is... All Hallows Even um, in preparation for All Saints Day on November the 1st.
0: Yes. And for any of you that are weird about Halloween and you like don't like your kids to dress up as like monsters or whatever, I think it's a perfectly good alternative that you dress your kids up like Martin Luther. <laughs> All of them. Every Halloween. <laughs> that could be really fun. And hand just... out
1: bottles of beer to the kids that come by. <laughs>
0: This is a Christian podcast and we, we do not support you giving bottles of beer to the kids. Some it's of what we say here is just some good old fashioned fun. We're just joshing. We're just, we're just messing with you. Please don't give children beer. Thank you. Um, but so, yes.
1: And this happens October 31st, 1517. Yes. And by the next summer, by 1518, Luther has to go to Rome to answer to the charge of a heresy.
0: Right. Now, this is not the Diet of Worms, right? Oh, no, not that. yet. Not so yet. this is just basically they have a debate between him and John Eck. The,
1: right. The Eck is yeah. there
0: in 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 uh, defense of the Catholic Church. Well, I guess defense of this position, I should say. Right. Because everybody's Catholic. So it's a defense of this position.
1: And apparently, okay, this is Latter-ette. Um earlier that month when they started the charge of heresy, a papal bull, which is an edict from the papacy, yeah, uh, it's a theological statement.
0: Is that the infabilis or whatever?
1: I'm um, not sure. It clarified the position of Rome on indulgence and saying that they could only reduce the temporal penalties on earth. And in purgatory And that they could not release a soul from hell They could be applied Only when guilt had been removed Through the sacrament of penance So they kind of took a step back They they uh, 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 Kind of said Okay, what Tetzel was doing Wasn't good Here's what we really believe But that's still not nearly far enough For Luther
0: Um. The one of the things I noticed about exposition on the thing, um, because because Luther is basically arguing like, "Hey, this isn't biblical," and so he's trying to bring it back to scripture, and so he's making very valid points. And honestly, if you look at what he what he says, it's all it's all good, it's all true, it's all great stuff. The the reason though he he ends up losing the debate is because Eck John Eck is. Uh, referring back to a man that was removed from the church just a few years before, what was his name? Was that Hughes?
1: Oh, that could have John been Hughes. Hughes. That it, could have it's been one Hughes.
0: of it's one of the reform. Well, one of the guys that tries to reform before Luther.
1: Okay, it was probably Hughes.
0: And so basically, everything Luther's saying is something that this guy had already said, and he's been excommunicated from the church over it. If I recall, he may have been killed. I don't remember. But um, basically, Eck gets Luther to agree that he is in agreement with what this other guy has said. And this other guy has already lost the debate.
1: Has already been branded a heretic. He's already been
0: branded a heretic. So it doesn't matter what Luther says at this point. You agree with the heretic, you're a heretic. And so everybody is like okay you're done um so that's when he gets pulled before the diet of worms a bit later right
1: yes the diet of worms
0: because he's already he's already deemed like um what's the deal that like he he's he is excommunicated at this point by the church so the well, Pope, after
1: the diet of worms
0: is that after the diet of worms i think so when is he drawn before the emperor
1: okay, let's see here. The diet of worms comes, yeah yeah uh, it's it's he's taken before the emperor, I think, in the diet of worms that okay. is the the confrontation with the emperor, and that is fifteen twenty one so that's four years later, three years later
0: he's wait he's taken before the emperor when. In twenty-one?
1: In twenty and twenty-one.
0: Okay. So he's excommunicated before that. Okay. Because the the church basically sends him this um basically stating right. yeah. that you're 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 excommunicated. So he takes it out into the middle of the town and burns it in front of everybody, basically just declaring that he does not care. And that the pope has no say over him at this point in time. Um, then the Diet of Worms happens. That's how right. I understand you got it. it.
1: You got okay. it. You're absolutely right. Yep.
0: So he goes to the Diet of Worms. Where? So
1: at this point, Luther is still kind of like pastoring that church. The church itself is
0: is kind of rogue. Yeah. Right, because the, he, it's being led by a, a heretic. A heretic. Um, uh, uh, so essentially. He he goes before uh, the diet of worms, which it, we keep saying this and we're not explaining it. Worms is a place, and yes. diet is like a conference, right? right it's like a meeting. Right, right. Um, so don't don't get this twisted. We're not eating worms. <laughs> no, don't.
1: <laughs> Although I would lose weight if I did. <laughs> Positive.
0: Know what that your mic is so hot. I hope this is coming through. If we're having sound issues, I'm so sorry. I'm just noticing that Randy's mic is really hot and I apologize. Okay. But that's okay. Um we'll make it happen. Regardless. I can whisper. Don't whisper. (laughs) Um so he debates another man named John Eck.
1: Now, by this time, Luther is writing all kinds of books. Yes. So one of the things they do in the Diet of Worms is they bring out all his books, and it's a massive amount, and they put it on a table and they say, Do you agree with this? Uh, do you recant from the beliefs expressed here? And that's where apparently uh, he stands and says uh stands with his books and he says here I stand I can do no other may god have mercy on my soul
0: <laughs> Was that that's all he says right there
1: Pretty much I yeah like that. yeah
0: I like that So they they basically yeah they they want him to concede Right Um and here's the part I don't want to get wrong I can't remember if it's after this portion or when he stands before the actual Roman emperor when he says unless I am convinced by the testimony of the scriptures or by clear reason. For I do not trust either in the Pope or in councils alone, since it it is well known that they have often erred and contradicted themselves. (laughs) I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted, and my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything, since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. May God help me. Amen. That's pretty nice. That is. That's, that that's is. like a, a quote worth remembering. But he essentially stands before the Pope and says, no, I'm still doing my thing. Stands before the Roman emperor and says, no, still doing my thing. <laughs> right. And he knows he's going to die for this.
1: And he's saying, all I'm trying to do is obey what God has written in his word. Right. I'm not I'm not adding anything. I'm not doing anything right. new. This is right. just
0: what the Bible says. And we've added stuff, and it's not right that we've added stuff, yeah. and I'm not gonna concede on this one. And so that's gonna get him killed. So this is the fun part. When he gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. okay. And he's like, Okay, this is it. They're coming to kill me. <laughs> gets kidnapped, and he gets taken, and it's like some order of knights that have come and taken him.
1: And they're supporters. They're his buddies. Yeah, they're his his buddies. And they hide him for like nine months.
0: Yeah, and he he grows out this beard and dresses like a knight. (laughs) And like, he's super fun. This dude's so fun.
1: And apparently at this point, he just goes wild writing books. He is writing all kinds of stuff. And it's getting published and it's getting put out. At one point, one of the documents that I read said that uh, somebody had published uh, Luther's works, and it was like 57 volumes, and each volume was like thick. Yeah. And uh, it, it said, and in about 10 years, they're going to do the next 20 volumes of what they couldn't publish in the first 57.
0: And that's current? Or are you saying this is old? That's No, already no that took place... Okay.
1: Like in 1980 uh, okay, I thought
0: you were saying, like, we just found... We uncovered, like, a new... No, 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 no,
1: no. No, 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 they just... They just couldn't get it all in the first whatever sure. of, of publishing it.
0: And, and so, what, yeah, the main book he he writes, though, while he's with these knights, is... And I want to make sure I get this right. How, hold on. I got to look this back up, because it's going to be... How many... How long did it take Luther translate this this fact blew my mind. Uh, oh, come on. Yes. Uh, so Luther yes. So he translates the Bible to German from Latin to German in ten
1: weeks. <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> <laughs> like what? What are you doing? And like, apparently, this whole time he's like spiritually oppressed. And so, uh, one of the one of the podcasts I was listening to was bringing up the fact that you know. This man lived in the Middle Ages, so we have to understand he's wired a little differently than we are
1: <laughs> apparently
0: <laughs> and so at one point a dog makes its way into the uh, into the like fortress castle whatever that he's being like held in you know being taken care of by these knights and he thinks it's an omen he thinks it's a demon and so he takes the dog and throws it out the window and kills it. <laughs> Because he thinks he's being oppressed by demons. And so like, I mean, this dude is like he's the real deal. Like he's like looking at the world a little differently, of course. Like today we'd just be like, oh well, hey, look a dog. But um <laughs> you know, like he is in a bad place right now yeah. because he's yeah. just been like handed over to the wolves. He should be dead, he's been rescued,
1: and he's in well, hiding. And you think about his life, he has so much wanted to please God. And now the church that he's a part of is called him a heretic. Right. There's got to be some self-doubt there, too. Right. And Even so, though he says, I can do no other, he's got to be thinking, but should I?
0: <laughs> right. And so this this German Bible, the the, the Lutheran Bible, this German version of, of Scripture, um, is kind of like the Germanic equivalent of the King James Bible. That It is a very, very important book. And it goes into heavy circulation because it, Luther has access to the Gutenberg press, which has right. just been invented right and the Roman Church doesn 't have access to it, therefore, <laughs> Luther is putting out tons and tons of information against the Catholic Church for the common people that they haven 't had access to at this point, and well, that 's what sparks this revolution
1: and that 's the other thing I understand that german there is a high German and a low German. Mm. High German is like aristocracy. He translated it into Low German. He translated it into whatever the normal person could read. Right. And this is almost unknown. John Wycliffe before translated the Bible into English, but he didn't have a press. He couldn't publish it like that. John Hus translated it into French, and same thing. He couldn't publish it. Luther does. Right. and it's published and then all of a sudden you get actually i i i don't know if it's the second one but one of the very early bibles to be translated it's translated into spanish by casiodoro de reina and um he publishes that bible it's called uh the bear bible because on the cover there is a bear that is eating honey from a honeycomb out of a tree, Hmm. and that's what's on the front of this massive Bible. And then the rest of it is the Bible in Spanish. Same thing. The early Reformation was all about, let's get the Bible in people's hands so they can understand it.
0: Yes. Yeah, it was all about bringing it to the common man, bringing it to just everybody. Because up until that point, it's been, you need a priest to go to God. Right, Luther's saying, no, you can go to God You can go to God, man can go to God And God is for man Um, And so Luther ends up marrying a uh, retired nun A woman who used to be a nun
1: Apparently he rescued a number of nuns From a particular convent That they wanted to leave it And uh, they couldn't unless they were physically extracted She was one of them he was like forty-one, and she was like twenty-six or something. I think. Rob in the an, cradle. Luther. There was an age difference there, but huh, deeply in love, and so they married.
0: Well, you know, back then, if you're making it into your thirties, you're a ripe old age.
1: That's right. You're like
0: are. Y- y- you're you're ready to kick the bucket at any time up in your thirties. So I guess you got to move a little more quickly back then. She was also
1: saying? probably considered a spinster. So this was a, this was a December marriage, I guess. Yeah, I
0: mean, they're, they're both late in the game at that point. Um, But yeah, they, they break their vow of celibacy. They get married and that's kind of, it's kind of Luther's story. I mean, that's kind of the long and short of it, that fair. I mean, I'm sure there's a little more we could go into.
1: Yeah. uh, There's a war that takes place, the Peasants' War after that, and uh, he is somehow involved in that. I don't think... He certainly didn't instigate it, but... Right. uh, Right.
0: But the reason this is all so important is because he was just the right guy at the right time and the right place to get this all kicked off and moving in the right direction. You've got John Calvin. Yeah. Starts making moves after that. John Wesley ends up coming on at the like way like uh,
1: two hundred years later. Right, he's
0: kind of the end of the Reformation.
1: Melanchthon. You have Menno in uh, one of the Germanic countries that uh, he, he ends up founding what eventually becomes the Mennonites. All of these guys they revolved around five central ideas that they call the five solas. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh,
1: Sola Latin for only. Only scripture. Uh, There is no other rule of faith and practice.
0: It is the sole authority.
1: It is the sole authority.
0: Not to say that tradition and, you know, um, you know, the body, the church, those things don't matter. They do. But they are not the authority. The scripture is the authority. It's the only standard upon which we can base everything.
1: Solus Christus, only Christ. Uh, He is the sacrifice for our sins. He's the source of our salvation. Became flesh, died for us. Sola fide, only faith. Uh, we have to have faith, the just shall live by faith. Sola gratia. No, it's sol, sola, sola gratia. Uh, only grace. And it's God's grace that allows all this to take place. And then the final one is solideo gloria.
0: Only the glory only, to God.
1: Only glory to God, yeah. He is the only one who deserves glory. And uh, they... They come back and they hit these five solas just time and time again. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's honestly it's it's just the right guy at the right time in the right place. And if you look at the way God's hand was on his life, I mean, the guy got struck by lightning off a horse. I mean, that's literally
1: what's <laughs> That'll spun this up.
0: whole thing into. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, the what spun this whole thing into motion and ends up being the the formation of of the protestants uh, the protestant mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. A, a schism in, within the roman church oh, um, yeah. and i actually just learned this that they didn't deem themselves protestants that was actually a term by their opposers created right they were evangelicals right they were evangelizers that was their whole thing and did uh, they call themselves that see i don't know because there's actually a pope and i think it was to luther Um, don't quote me on that, but, um, there's a Pope quoted, uh, calling someone an evangelical. Once they explained their theology, it was like, oh, you're an evangelical. (laughs) Like, and so it's like, it was an, it was an accepted term at some point in time. That's kind of neat though. It's interesting. I didn't know that until recently. Um, but, but yeah, it's just, uh, he's a very flawed man. He lived at a, a very grim time in history. Um foul mouthed, he's got some of the best insults. Some of the oh my goodness. Like they're they're funny to us, but you would have probably like freaked out and ran had he said it then. Um they're they're almost goofy now, you know, but back then it was awful. There was something along the along the lines of uh what was it? I think it was when he was talking about Eck, but he was like, he's as fit to debate this as a as an ass is to play a harp or something like that. <laughs> like, it's like, donkeys don't play harps, dude. Like, what are you talking? We get it. Well, I understand that that's crazy, but it's also not that great of an insult, but it makes a great insult, you know? Um, funny guy. Very flawed. Not perfect by any means, but God used him. Oh, my yeah. and then many, many, many other men after him. And, and yeah. his theology wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect, but whose is, right? right. Um, but he's tried his best. He tri- I mean, he tried to get it figured out. He tried to understand Scripture, and he tried to follow what the Bible said. And he tried to call people's bluffs when they weren't living by Scripture. and um, And not even in a way to condemn them as people for doing it so much as this is wrong. Yeah. Because he he believed people weren't perfect.
1: The other thing that I really appreciate about Luther, apparently even to the end of his days, he he stayed connected with the common person. He he always was leading a group, a, yes. a, a congregation.
0: Yeah, and, and that was one of his big things, was he was trying to push the, the fact that the only thing that makes a pastor different or a priest different than a layperson is, is profession that it is a pastor's job to be a pastor, but they are no closer to God. They are no holier. In fact, he makes the the statement that many people in his congregation are probably holier and closer to like closer to God and like righteousness and the way they conduct themselves yeah. than he is. Yeah. But that we are all holy priests before God if we believe in Christ through faith. Interesting. And I thought that that was a cool. That is that is I like a like cool that. take. I like that. Interesting guy. We are not experts. Pick us apart, please. Throw us some questions at salty saints at com or questions at com. Let us know if you would like us to poorly sum up the life of some other person as well. <laughs> because this is fun for us because I get to learn some stuff. Yeah. I got to, I, like...
1: It was fun doing the research.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I like learning about history. I like learning about the Reformers. We need to do some early church fathers. That'd probably be boring, but we need to do some early church fathers.
1: Oh, I'm bet they're pretty exciting, too.
0: I just can't imagine trying to read their writings. It's going to be sad. Yeah. It's going to be some pretty awful work. (laughs) But that's okay. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Randy, you got anything else to add?
1: I really don't.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a thumbs up or whatever. Share it to your friends. Pass it around. And until next time, stay salty.